This week started off with distressing news for U.S. women's soccer as the Sally Yates report casts a shadow over the NWSL and the game as a whole. Amid all of that, though, there is still a pretty big game to be played. The U.S. women's national team heads to England this week to play the reigning European champions at Wembley, and today we'll send it over to our friends in the U.K. at the Athletic Women's Football Podcast. Host Lindsay Hooper, reporter Charlotte Harper, and former England international Laura Bassett spoke with our own Meg Linehan about expectations for Friday's game. I'm Alex Abnos from The Athletic, and this is Soccer Every Day for Tuesday, October 4th. The Lionesses are coming back to a sold-out Wembley, the scene of the Euros. I'm not going to call it a crime. It was a dream come true. On Friday, it's the European champions versus the world champions. That's how we're billing it. As England take on the USA for a true test ahead of next year's World Cup. Joining us to chat about this one is our colleague from across the pond. It's Meg Linehan, the Athletics US soccer reporter. Meg, thank you very much for joining myself, Charlotte and Bass. How tough a test do you think England can expect for this one? Because it's our signal as to whether we can win the World Cup or not, basically. <laughs> There's no pressure for either team here. What's really like... It's just such a an interesting game, I think, from both sides where I think England are, are legitimately putting a lot of pressure on themselves to, to come up with a win. And I think what is interesting is that there's already kind of like expectation management happening over here in the U.S. Vlako Andonovsky opened up his press conference which, with a quote that I thought was just so fascinating of, I wish that we could put the result aside for this because... What's really interesting is this is the biggest game that this team has played in this calendar year by a, by a lot. And they, they played Canada in the final at CONCACAF W Championship. But these are two teams in like two very different mental states, like in the in the cycle itself, right? Like England coming off of Euros, U.S. going through W Championship qualification. It's just two very different vibes. Is he spooked, <laughs> Meg? It sounds like he's spooked. I don't know if he's spooked, but I think it is a sense of we don't need to be in the same place. Like we're not coming off the same kind of tournament as the Euros. And I think that's kind of the part of it's it's not spooked, but I think it is like I don't think we're going to be in the same state of readiness that England is. And also this team is not spent the same kind of time together that I think we usually see heading in to World Cup. So I think that there is kind of a sense of if there's a loss, then I think it would be expected. I'll put it that way. I do think the other interesting quote is where he said, you know, no one's going to remember if we lose this game, but then go on to win the World Cup. And I was like, sir, I I disagree fundamentally because we all still talk about the U.S. going to France at the start of 2019 and losing that game and that game actually being really instructive for the team going on to win the World Cup. So you can't say they lose to England that no one's going to remember everybody's going to remember it like 100% but it could turn out to be kind of a useful thing in the long run but oh that's an interesting twist on it isn't it if I'm going to go to Bass here Meg because hearing what you were saying there as a former England international what are you think are you right we're right up for this then that's it now (laughs) 
Get them here. I'm look. I, I've Bring got back Concord. Let's get them over right now. <laughs> Meg, Meg, I think Meg, you're a fantastic writer, and I've got a lot of respect for your opinions. But there's a there's a few too many excuses. And look, you guys are number one in the world. Yeah. Like I, I'm not I'm saying not, it's what, an excuse. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. No, and I, I know you're only reporting what what um, Blacko said. But also, like just coming off the NWSL season, these gold girls are match fit whereas I think you know we're still trying to recover from the Euros some are playing a lot of minutes some aren't playing for their team some are still I think carrying injuries but yeah I, I just think I, th- I think you know USA will miss Alex Morgan I think that's huge Taylor Corniak's out the squad isn't she although she's not merely a main start I think Alex Morgan the season that she's just come off the back of you know and, and I think a lot of the squad are looking ahead to the playoffs aren't they um, I'm smiling so yeah, here, really... I'm, I'm thinking, is this an excuse off? Is that what we're in? No, <laughs> no, 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 th- no. Look, I, I do, I do understand. I do think these two squads are in completely different. But I do think that, you know, we haven't. Fa- it feels like we haven't faced. It. I feel like there was a time when we were facing each other all the time, and we were getting closer, and you couldn't call it. And now, because we haven't played each other, I don't know when was the last time. You're probably off the top of your head. Um, well, twenty nineteen. Yeah. Yeah, but and the, and look at the transformation in, in squads and players. So it is it is that unknown. But yeah, look, this is a huge game. Eighty seven thousand sellout. Wembley will be will be ready. Right. We've had the American journalist. We've had the former England international. The fan. Let's bring in, <laughs> let's bring in the English journalist. Um, is there something of? A mental factor here, Charlotte. The fact that Serena Wiegmann, when she was managing the Netherlands, they lost to the United States in the last World Cup final. So although this is a friendly, if she loses this against USA on Friday, is there something that starts to fester and emerge here that Serena Wiegmann can't beat USA? No. (laughs) I I don't think Serena Wiegmann will be thinking like that at all. Like she's a woman with... meticulous planning and I don't think that will get into her heads I think for the players and Bass will have her voice on that if they win against the the US then that's a huge mental boost because Mm. you know even from the outside you've looked at the US for so long as the powerhouses and Meg we were talking about this I can't remember the last time that England won against the US it was a two-all draw in 2019 I think but as we just alluded to it it's been a long time since we played each other so regarding Wiegmann she's got her team she has her plan and if they don't lose it's not panic by no means at all. I'm going to get Meg's opinion on one of our players a player that she knows very well because you will have reported on her over in the States so many times Rachel Daly. Now you might be aware, Meg, if you've done your homework on the start of the WSL season here, that she's she's scoring goals for Aston Villa. But of course, when she plays for England, she plays in this left-back role. Is that a conundrum that you guys over there just cannot get your head around? No, because we see it all the time with players here where we're annoyed <laughs> because they get stuck on the back line. So we're very used to that kind of, we really wish that this attacking player was not playing as a wingback or whatever it is. Crystal Dunn is kind of like number one in that complaint list on on our side but I think Rachel Daly is such an interesting player just in terms of 
you know, she, I think, was the Houston Dash for a really long time, basically. And so it has been really interesting from from my point of view of seeing Houston Dash pre and post her departure. It's the first time they've ever made the playoffs in the NWSL. But for her, I think, to go back to England and and find, you know, success at, at Aston Villa kind of like right off the bat, I think is really interesting because... You know, NWSL, I think, does have a rep as being transitional and super physical. And I think Rachel Daly has really learned a lot (laughs) in terms of playing in that league. And I think, you know, I think we've seen it with Katie Stengel playing at Liverpool. Like, there is a certain element to that game that translates itself well (laughs) to coming into WSL and then just being like, excuse me, thank you, I will be scoring goals. <laughs> Can we also get from you to form US players? Because there'll be a lot of people listening to this that because we haven't played USA for a while, mm-hmm. it will have been going on in the background. They might not have been keeping up. Who are two real form players for United States at the moment? I mean, I think, so to your point, Alex Morgan missing, right? Now I think you're looking at Sophia Smith and Mallory Pugh on that forward line. And and that's been the preferred starting three basically all year, right? Of Alex Morgan, Mallory Pugh, Sophia Smith. And the big question for us from the US is like, what happens when Katerina Macario comes back from her ACL tear, but we're kicking that can down the line for a bit. <laughs> but either way, Sophia Smith and Mallory Pugh are in the system no matter what. And they have both been extremely in form in the NWL scoring goals, Sophia Smith has 14. That's a new franchise record in Portland. Mal Pugh has 11 and six assists. So she's also setting up her teammates in Chicago. And those are the two players that if you can get them going against England and and they find space, then I think we might be having a different conversation on the backside of this game. Charlotte, what was your reaction to Serena's selection? So her squad decisions included, so Frank Kirby and Chloe Kelly back in after Knox. No Steph Horton, Jordan Nobbs, nor Lotta Wubin-Moy, Beth England, Nikita Paris or Hannah Hampton. So there is a chance for a few first caps in this one. Yeah, I mean, Wubin-Moy, England, Paris, they just haven't had game time. They haven't had the opportunities to impress. And I was quite surprised, actually, of, of how much kind of uh, how many new faces were in there, especially with... Jess Park, you know, I mean, she had one great game for Everton and really shone. No Maya Letizia, Vigman said, you know, her job's defending and, and the build-up. And even though she's got her goals, that, that's not going to be her job necessarily in, in the England team. Lucy Parker, interesting choice. I was quite surprised that, you know, Anna Patton wasn't chosen over her. But I suppose Vigman's looking ahead. You have to give these players experience at camp, experience among the squad in order to look ahead to World Cup Olympics Euro 2025 it's it's a, a cycle it's not just for the game against USA and Czech Republic we'll give the last word to Bass where can <laughs> England win this in your opinion I think I respect American's back line um I know Sevilla Huerta has been playing at right back I'm not fully convinced. I think she's a good league player. She's been used to playing in the attacking positions, but as a right back, I think I think she can be exploited and I think we can get at the two centre-backs and really overload. I think Emily Fox at left-back, I think she's very accomplished. I think will Beth Mead, I can't wait to see that battle, Beth Mead up against uh, Emily Fox. That'll be something, a defender that Beth Mead won't have um, challenged yet. I think that'll really be a real good battle. But I think down that, I think if Sofia Huerta um, plays, I think we can really exploit that with Lauren Hemp and 
yeah, whoever whoever the left back is, we don't know. I think that's up for grabs, isn't it? After seeing the the last team selection, so but yeah, down the the wide areas as as that's what England do. That's what we do best. And Meg, before we say goodbye, I'm going to give you your right to respond to that. <laughs> I mean, I, I think what's going to be really interesting for the U.S. is this is going to be the first real test of mentality for this specific edition of the team, right? And that has been kind of a defining thing about the U.S. national team since its inception, right? Where if they get challenged, they are able to not just respond, but then kind of go above and beyond. And so I think teams have lost the fear of the U.S. women's national team, especially after the Olympics performance. And so this is maybe a test to reestablish that, you know, here I am saying, Vlaco saying X, Y, Z, right? And they come in if they make a statement. Like, that's the thing that I'm kind of watching of, can they not just get a win, but can they do it in a fashion that maybe creates that distance between them and other teams again? Mm-hmm. You know it's going to be a draw. Don't it? It's going to be a nil-nil draw. It's going to be a nil. It is. We've set. But you know what? Up. If it's the most exciting nil-nil draw, I think we would all take it because then also we get to keep debating for another yeah. year. So yeah. no, we want goals, win. Meg. We want goals, Meg. We're at Wembley. Come on. Okay, four four. Four four. Okay. Yeah, okay. I mean, we didn't go in the middle there, did we? We went from nil-nil to four four. <laughs> Thank you very much, Meg. Thank you for your time. Thank you. Thank you very much to the Athletic Women's Football Podcast for that. Anybody that wants to listen to more about the Women's Super League and women's football as it exists in Europe and in the UK should definitely check it out. It's available on The Athletic or wherever you're listening to this podcast. Before we go, a quick TV guide for today. As usual, all times are Eastern. It is, of course, a big day for the Champions League because it's midweek. At 12.45, Bayern Munich versus Victoria Pilsen runs up against Olympique Marseille versus Sporting CP. Both of those games in the U.S. will be on Paramount Plus and in Canada on DAZN. And then we have a whole bunch of really, really good games at 3 p.m. You'll have to be selective or watch the CBS Golasso show, which is sort of the whip around showing all the highlights from all of them. The two that I'll definitely point out as being worth keeping an eye on will be at 3 p.m. Liverpool versus Rangers. That'll be on Paramount Plus and DAZN. And the big, big, big one, 3 p.m., Inter Milan versus Barcelona. Really, really interesting group, that one alongside Bayern Munich. That will also be on Paramount Plus and Tudane and DAZN in Canada. This show is produced by Mike Zerman with help from John Hayes. You can get ad-free versions of the show by subscribing to The Athletic and listening in the app. Thank you so much for listening, and happy soccer to you all.